0: Hello, guys. So before I start the show, um, as many of you are aware, uh, Andrew Wisdom was was stabbed um, early Sunday morning. Um, obviously, he's going to be fine. Um, he's he's recovering well from what we're hearing. But we have uh, me included, as well as Jake Barker, Carl Guest, Jack Byton, Tom Bishop, and Joe. As you many of you are aware. Um, we put a fundraiser together to basically get a flag uh, to sit in the in the stadium um, of Andre Wisdom to show him that we were supporting him, we were with him, and we were wishing him a speedy recovery. Um, and I just want to say, you guys uh, that were involved in that, absolutely class. So proud to have worked with every single one of you on that project. Um, there was a lot of stress. Um, yes, there was a lot of stress. There was a lot of a lot of uh, how comedy this is happening, but I'm so proud of every single one of you that did that. And I just want to say a big, big, big thank you to everybody that shared. our GoFundMe page, everybody that made a, na- a donation. Um, we are, we made almost around about 6,000 pound. So that went towards the flag. We'll also, we'll be sending the rest of the money to two charities, uh, Derby Def FC, um, and uh, Liverpool Homeless Football Club as well. Um, again, two charities that were chosen by Dashell, who is Andrew's brother. Um, said that we, we I spoke to Dashell, and it, those were the charities that he wanted to to use. So again, massive thank you to, to everyone that donated, and shared okay, our crowdfunding page, and a big shout out to Jake, to Jack, to Kyle, Tom, and to Joe. Absolute honour to and, and a privilege to have shared and, and done this project with you. So thank you guys. Welcome to the Ramswriter Podcast. One chop, one chop, comes into the Manchester United half, dribbles on, finds some space, goes into the box, shoots and it's in! What a run! area, got a man to beat, cuts back, goes again, it's, yeah. oh, what a goal! Tom Ings arrives on the big stage for Derby!
1: Delivers with his weaker foot, Patterson, Martin! Yeah. Keough again, Oh, and a chance for maria once more! He's
0: done it! Hello, welcome back to the Rams Wrap right podcast with me, your host Simon. So, a lot to touch on today then. last three games have been quite busy indeed. Red cards, a couple of them. We look forward to West Brom. Are playoffs, are they still a possibility after following our 1-1 draw with Forrest at the weekend? With me to digest all this is the <laughs> king of oh the God. turtleneck. <laughs> It's Ryan Conway from the Athletic. Ryan, how are you, my friend?
1: <laughs> oh, mate, it gassed me up so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing, I'm doing all right. Although I'm not in, I'm not in a turtleneck, and I've been given grief all day for this as well as Liam Rossini earlier on <laughs> uh, his, his press conference. I'm in my Arsenal shirt.
0: That is, yeah. that is appalling. Did you rock up a, a, for the press conference in an Arsenal shirt? Please? Yeah,
1: so we're doing it. We're doing them over Zoom, and it was only when. Um, it was only when we were all already on camera and waiting for Liam I was like, "Oh, sugar, I'm in my I'm in my Arsenal shirt. This is better though than um, when I did a cocky presser in my Real Madrid shirt." <laughs> so, you can't but,
0: do that. I am surprised he allowed he you in.
1: <laughs> he asked where my coat was. <laughs> so, we're we're, slow, we're slowly improving. We're slowly improving. But it's good to be back, man. It's real good to be back. I had fun last time.
0: Uh, we are, I said uh, you know, you a lot of people messaged me and said, are you going to get Ryan back on the show? So, obviously, we spoke and we said, yeah, we'll do it again. So, I'm Absolutely. happy you're here, mate. I'm happy you're here. So, obviously, for my regular listeners, the last game I covered was Millwall. Um, obviously, Louis Sibley, Louis Sibley hat-trick and a 3-2 victory. I've uh, been busy moving the house, so that's why I've not done any. But since then, we've uh, had a 2-1 victory against Reading and a 1-0 victory against Preston North End. So, Ryan, I mean... In those couple of games um, following Millwall, obviously we're in a bit of a run now. Um, uh, what, what would you say? Um, you know, Lawrence has scored, Rooney scored, and then obviously Rooney scored again against Preston. Um, we then moved on to Nottingham Forest, thinking we're in good run of form here. You know, when when you sort of when when we when we saw the Forest game, you know, obviously one all. When you compare the performances, I guess from the Reading game and the Preston game, I mean, I, I thought. Particularly against uh, Reading, we were, we were very good in the first half. Preston, I think, I felt we dominated the game. Probably, you know, we never looked in any real danger. Um, come come, uh, come, Saturday, come the weekend against Forest. And we just didn't sort of hit the ground running like we have been recently, have mm-hmm. we? What do you think?
1: I think, I think the problem that um, not a lot of Derby fans will, will want to hear or admit is also Forest are a very good team. Um, and this is what you get when you play good teams. You know, good teams are organised, know what they're doing, play good on the counter attack, play good pack, defend well, and that's what Forest do because they're a good team. You know, they, they are also in the playoff on what fifth. They're not there by fluke. And they're a very well-drilled outfit. Um, now that will hurt Derby fans, <laughs> but also, you know, the, the, these are the you know the, this is the real acid test for Derby this this week. Forest, West Brom, Brentford. These are the real acid tests. Now, I've been impressed with how they've won ugly recently. Um, they've shown a real character more than, more than anything. That you know, we were starting to see the sparkling football that was on display again um, in the Millwall game, once they went one 0 down and, and found their rhythm a little bit, and we saw it in patches against Reading and uh, and Preston North End. But what we have seldom seen is the ability to really, really dig in. And I'm talking, you know, last fifteen minutes and Koku's bringing Curtis Davis on and you're thinking, wow, he is just shutting up shop. And, and let's be fair, it this is a tactical adaptation that I've not seen before from from Philip, where where he's looked at the final fifteen and just thought, nah, forget it. We'll we'll take one nil, no, let's shut let's shut this down immediately. Um because earlier on, you know, it it was a bit gung ho. It it was a bit, you know, let's try and get three and four and five and yeah. you know um that didn't work i mean you look at the you look at the barnsley game away where they conceded basically the last kick of the game and they, they didn't really have a tactical plan to shut barnsley down and so yeah they, they've won ugly and that's a characteristic that they're gonna need um going into this it's it's almost like a
0: plan b you yeah. know we, we, we've been screaming out managers having plan a's plan b's i think steve mclaren was uh, one of them that we always sort of criticized because he didn't have a plan b um and from what I'm seeing from Koku, he he won't he's he's rigid with his formations. He's he's obviously he's tried a couple of different ones out during the season that I don't think he's you know felt yeah we're gonna get the benefit out of this. Um but he's now sort of like you say he's he's adapting, he's going, yeah, ten, fifteen minutes, we're a bit under the cosh. let's bring on another defender. Um and I think yeah, Curtis Davis is you know, he's quite I think he's quite happy to come on and 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 just just defend, isn't he, really?
1: Yeah. I mean, if, if that's, you know, of course, Curtis is the ultimate pro and will always say that, that he wants to start more games that he wants to start in as many games as possible, but being the ultimate pro, I think he also accepts that the team comes first, the squad comes first. And if his job is to come in for the last 15 minutes plus injury time, so last 20 minutes and just shut the operation down, um, you know, I, I think it's something he'll do with great professionalism, even if it's not, you know, his, his ideal playing, uh, playing scenario. Um so, yeah, I think it's a, yeah, I think, I think it's a good bit of, of management. As you said, like, Koku's oscillated between a few formations, but I think we forget that he actually started the season playing the 4-2-3-1. He, he adapted, I think, out of not quite knowing his, his best um, squad. And I think there was a moment where he was maybe unsure if the 4-2-3-1 was best for the personnel he had. Yeah. And then, I mean, we saw him try a 4-3-3, which, again, just slight variation. Uh, we saw him try a flat four-five-one, five-three-two, or three-five-two, whatever you want to call it, uh, and a diamond. Yeah. Not none of them really worked. If we're honest, they won at Middlesbrough with a diamond, but that was a bad Middlesbrough team. Um, or not, or at Pride Park, not at Middlesbrough. Excuse me. They won at Pride Park against Middlesbrough with a diamond, but it was a bad Middlesbrough team. Um, they then played it against Forest, and oh, I mean, I watched that November game back, and they, they, they were poor with it. They were really poor with that diamond.
0: Yeah, they had a couple of. Uh, I think they had a couple of moments, perhaps, with that diamond. ball. to be honest, that game was a. It, it was. It was. It was a poor game for me, to be honest. I think yeah. maybe the first half. I think yeah, we, we may have edged it out, but I think Forrest really had the better of the second half. And then one mistake was was all it took, really. But yeah, so but looking back at sort of like Reading and Preston, I've noticed that Mr. Wayne Rooney is on the uh, the score sheet now. For me, since the uh, since we've come back from the uh, the pandemic, um, from well from the break from the coronavirus, um, and football's back. For me, Rooney's just he's not sort of been the player he was beforehand. If you if you get me, you know, I think obviously that is his age. He needs games, obviously. He's not. I don't think you know, especially against Forest. His balls weren't the best. His passing range that we've seen, but he's chipping him a goal still. Um, is that six now? Is he? Is he got? Is it six? Yeah, five, six, 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 six now for the season.
1: Yeah, five in the league, and uh, yeah, he got one in the the FA Cup against against yeah, Northampton.
0: North the penalty weren't it? Yeah, yeah, so he he might be a bit of a. I won't say passenger, but not quite there on the pitch, but he's, he's still chipping in with the goals. And what I think he's doing is he's basically giving the reins to someone like Max Bird to say, go and show everyone what you can do.
1: Mm. I think the problem is, and I agree, um, and, I, and I said this on, on my Derby Digest after the, the Forest game, is actually, if we're, if we're all brutally honest, rooney has been poor. But, and I get that we judge him by different standards, but he's set those standards because of how good he is and because what we saw from him before lockdown was very good at Derby since, I mean, against Millwall, he got his pocket picked twice by my count. Um, one of those almost landed Derby in incredibly hot water. And I think it was, I think it might be Craig Forsyth or Matt Clark um, does really well defensively to just stand up the Millwall player, but he gets his pocket picked um, against Forrest. I mean, he was, he was awful. He, he was poor. He, was, he gets in, he gets in one quality ball, which leads to the equalizer, but let's not forget he had a free kick in the first half on the you know, other side. Yeah. where
0: he sends it way too deep. Um, bad free kick from his standard.
1: Yeah, his, his mid-range passing was well off. I mean, you have to give um, credit to Yuri uh, Ribeiro, who had those diagonals to Bogle scouted all game yeah. long. But, but also, he, they were made easy for him to snuff out because, I mean, they were, they were dropping three or four yards short anyway. They, yeah, his yeah. range just wasn't there. And I always go back to what Sir Alex Ferguson said in his autobiography, where he said, you know, Wayne is not a naturally fit player he takes four games to get up to speed. Now, they've been off for three months. That's longer than most off-seasons at at all. So, yeah, he's... But when you are as good as he is, (laughs) you're going to chip in with a a free-kick goal there and an assist there and and all that stuff. But in terms of his general play, I, I think he's been poor. But also, now he's got those games back under his belt and he's finding a little bit of a groove. And West Brom next, nice open team in midfield. Yes. Um, I think I think he might start, start to find a little bit of rhythm again.
0: Yeah, and I think to be honest, though, I think it, it may benefit us because I you know we saw when he first came in that they you know midfielders you know the defenses they targeted Wayne Rooney they didn't let him have any space. But what's what that led was then Max Bird then having you know a lot of space to work with, and we saw we saw how well you know what he can do. Um, now teams are going for Max Bird, which then leaves Rooney free. Mm. we've also got Louis Sibley coming out who teams now saw his performance against Millwall have gone, right, this guy needs crowding out. He needs, you know, he needs defending and we cannot let him get through. We cannot let him have time on the ball. So what we're now seeing is we've got a lot of danger men and, you know, now we can surely, you know, surely look at going, right, well, that's fine. Now we can, we can use this to our, to our advantage.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think Reading keyed on that very quickly with Louis Sibley where there was just like, yeah, we're not going to let that guy beat us and they essentially bracketed him with two players. Yeah. Now, he, he didn't, it, it's always hard to, to evaluate a player after they've scored a hat trick, especially one so young and yes. early in their career because you think, well, any, unless he then goes out and does it again or scores four, then any performance is going to be a step back. But that doesn't mean it's a bad performance. He did have a quiet game against Reading objectively even without taking into account what he did before. Um, because Redding defended him so well. It wasn't anything that he did or didn't do. Redding just sort of doubled him up. But he still, he still went away with an assist.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, so it shows that he, even when he's not getting on the ball a lot, and against Forrest, same thing, he didn't get on the ball a lot early on. And, but then when he did, he's a spark plug. He just goes, he moves. And that, it, it shows, I think, really good maturity from a young player because sometimes they get frustrated, go hunting for the ball. Commit petulant fouls, but also great concentration to know when when you've got the ball mm. to to still switch on and know what you're doing and where you're going with it. And so yeah, I think um, he's been he's been okay um, since the since the hat trick. I think he's getting a lot more respect from defenders now, yeah. um, which is to be expected. But he's he's still playing very very well and justifiably in the in the eleven.
0: Yeah. Um, so just before then, we really dive, you know, dive into the Forest game. We'll, uh, we'll, uh, a couple of fans have tweeted me um, their thoughts on it. So first one was from Lucy Hackett on Facebook. She says, hi, Simon. Hi, Brian. Hope you're well. In the Eastman's derby, we were very poor and shocking. We showed no pace and didn't look like we wanted to win it. We showed no quality either. In the second half, we were still moving slowly but managed to pick up a tiny bit. Hamer should have definitely done better on the goal by Lolly. We managed to get a goal out of nowhere, but I'll take it any day. Shame about Waggy as well. We're getting sent off now. Missing for three games, but overall, a point is a point onto West Brom. And uh, there was one more on that as well. Oh, a couple more. Uh, Roy Gibson on Facebook says, Forest defence, wall and counter-attack plan work better than our tactics on Saturday. With our unfortunate player incidents and tough running, I think the playoffs and premiership dream will prove to be a bridge too far. But what is your opinion? We'll come on to that. Um, and all good wishes for Andre towards a complete and speedy recovery. And last one is Mark-Andrew Coot on Facebook. He says, We're surprised what we the equaliser was going to plan for Forest. Let us have the ball. Closed all the gaps and hit us on the break. We look worse than we were because of these tactics. It's not a coincidence that Forrest win a lot by one goal. Makes Rowett's style look almost watchable. We missed what Andre gave us since the restart. So, a few comments there. Let's get into Forrest because I think that may be one of... It felt like one of our worst performances. And as, obviously, as you brought up earlier in the show, um, were we that poor? Or were Forest that good? Because we know how Nottingham Forest set up. We know they look to pack men behind the ball, hit you on the counter-attack. And essentially, that is what they did. But for me, that first... Well, especially the, just you know, up until the Forest joe Lolly goal, um, it felt like Derby thought, let's play them at their own game. Let's sit back, let them come on to us and counter-attack. What, what, you, am I right there? Or would you would you say we just got it? For me, in that first 25 minutes or so... I think Cocker got it tactically wrong.
1: Yeah, um, I, actually, I, I actually think I wouldn't say he was. I wouldn't say he was out coached. Um, I, I think Lamucci, um, yeah, maybe a touch out coach. because I, I think Lamucci identified a weakness in the system. Mm-hmm. And, and as I said on my on the digest, every single system has a weakness, um, and the. The, pro- the problem, the problem that I had with, and to pick up on the on um, what the first person commented was this um, idea that Derby didn't want it. To me, is a, is a, is a myth yeah. because actually, when you when and I went and watched the, the game back, when you look at it, they're standing still because there, is, there are no gaps. There's no gaps for anyone to run in because Forest have a flat bank of four, Ben Watson just in in the, in front of them, and then another flat bank of four. They had this four one four one, and usually they they don't play like that. They they normally go with a 433 or they match a 4231 and this time they just went nope two banks of four we're not moving and you're going to try and play it through us um and when you're presented with that and Liam Racine touched on it forest tactically adapted to what derby have to do and if you have never seen it on tape before then you're kind of going to be like ah not quite sure what we're doing now yeah. lads and th- and that's where all the static came from and when they did create pockets of space they were I think lulled for so long that they just, they just didn't react quick enough. Jason Knight had a couple um, where he had acres of space and he just didn't move into them quick enough. And there was one instance where he had just loads of room, but he's just stuck out on the left and really has to pass it another way. And he points to Jason and then points to the space where he wants him to be. And there was a lot of that. Derby had to work so hard to create space. And then when they did, the players didn't move quick enough into them because they were not in rhythm. Now, that is a credit to Lamucci, and again, it's a credit to this Forest team being very, very good at what they do. Um, you know, they they were excellent on the counter attack. They were absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, they've they, been like that all season, though, haven't they? Yeah, they, uh, and, and as I outlined in in, in my piece on uh, on the Athletic uh, for t- tactical reasons, Derby never got to grips with their wide men at all. Mm. Um, the the first goal, I mean, honestly. Forest have got four points from, from Derby, and a lot of. I mean, you could argue that all four of those points, Derby have just said, There you go, have them. Because obviously, we discussed the, the, the first um, in November where it's a, it's a Bogle mistake. It actually comes from good Forest pressing, but the Bogle pass is, is wild. The, the, the Forest one, I mean, uh, Jason Knight has taken Matt Cash on the overlap. And Craig Forsyth just doesn't react quickly enough to get to Lolly and then Max Bird stands off him. You just can't allow him that yeah, kind of Yeah,
0: because there was a lot of... I saw quite a bit of blame thrown at Forsyth there. Um, there was also a lot of blame. Obviously, uh, Lucy just pointed that out as well. That Was Hamer at fault for that goal? Would you say it was at, at fault? Looking it <laughs> back... Now, obviously, I'm not a professional keeper. I played and about keepers coached me, um, <laughs> you know, when I was younger. And we always got told to, you know, you, you've got to... Stay on your toes, um, mm. and but essentially, you know, you've got, to, you've got to make sure you're in the right position. For me, Hamer was too far to his left hand side, um, when Lolly picked that ball up. Now, you, we know, yeah, Hamer being a professional, he should know that Lolly will look to take a shot because he's you know, he's got that ability about him to take a mm. shot from distance. Now, when I first saw it, like it took a deflection, you know, looking back at the replay, it didn't. And for me, yeah, Hamer possibly could have done better. I think he was a little bit flat footed.
1: I think what he actually does is he starts going to the other direction, just 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 yeah. a fraction. And I'm talking fraction, but that makes a massive difference because it actually evades him his fingertips by a fraction. So yeah. if he doesn't, if he just you know doesn't faint that way once, he, he might be able to tip that. Um, I've I've watched it a few times, and I'm not sure how critical I want to be of Hamer. I, I think yes, he could do better, um, but it is it. Let's let's. Let's not um, let's not get it twisted here. The Max Bird and Craig Forsyth have, have yes. got to do better defensively. It, yeah. fi- it, it's fine blaming Hamer. he is part. He was part of it. C- can he do better? Yeah, he can. Am I going to absolutely slaughter him for him? Not really. And um, I, I don't think it's as bad as the mistake he made against uh, Reading. Um, yes, I think. But Bird, but Bird and Forsyth have got to close that down better. They just have to. Yeah,
0: and I think that. Obviously, that mistake against Redding. I think, obviously, if, if you're not seeing the goal, he is across a corner. Was it corner? It was cross, weren't it? And uh, yeah, and he bit of a Where's scra- <laughs> also- ducked in front of him? And he just put it was an easy cat ball to catch, and he just punched it straight to Redding Prower's head. And oh,
1: so I think now he saw. I, I kind of admired the accuracy to be able to it was. poke it, was it like right, more, right it? on his edge. You know, he, the player didn't even have to move, he just. Sorry, went bang and nodded it straight back in. I I kind of had a chuckle. I was like, I, I I kind of admire that.
0: <laughs> I think we're, we're seeing, you know, Ruse got, you know, Ruse has been you know, totally totally dropped and rightly so for his, you know, It wasn't obviously a lot of people say it's the falling performance alone, but it wasn't. He was having a few. I wouldn't say nightmares, but he was, you know, should have been doing better. And obviously, Hamer came in and he, he did look a bit more secure between the sticks, but. I think he, you know he's now at that point where he's making too many errors, and for an experienced professional like him, and I'm sure you know he'll he'll be punishing himself for it. He'll be looking and going, I should be doing this there, I should be doing that there. But I
1: mean he's <laughs> he's, he's making the he's making the kind of errors that got Kellerous dropped exactly. Now if that so, now if that's the case, um, do you bring Roos back in? He's so our that, keeper. Roos is the only one that is uh, under contract through next season for Derby. Now if that is the case, and I, um, I think it's an area that they will go and try and strengthen, be it on loan or or using free transfers. I don't think they're in a position to spend any money if I'm honest. No. Um so yeah, but Roos is the only one that's gonna be there through um through next season. Now if worse comes to worse and you don't get a goalkeeper in and you have to roll with Roos, then yeah. you might as well you might as well throw him in because he's now starting Hamer is now starting to make the kinds of mistakes that uh, that cost Roos that number one jersey um, I mean after a spell on the bench bring Roos back in and you don't know maybe things will be different maybe an atmosphere behind closed doors helps him takes the pressure off yeah yeah so yeah I mean I, I defended Hamer and I always I always said that he was a slight upgrade but at championship level slight gains do count yeah uh, now he was only a slight upgrade because he just didn't make the mistakes well now he's making them so you have to, you have to, you have to weigh up. Well, this guy's only here until the end of the year, whereas this guy we've got under contract, we, we might as well roll with him. And um, if it, if it was me, I mean, I definitely don't envy the decision that Kaka has got to make there because uh, I I I think you know that
0: it's almost like there. tossing a coin into it.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, ne- neither inspire much confidence at at the moment.
0: So Joe Hart, then he seems to be the name on everyone's lips, <laughs> but. Would you, if you're in Derby's position, would you look at taking a chance? I personally, you know, I, I think, you know, like, it might. there was either me or um, Oli from Derby County blog that started this rumour about 18 months ago uh, with tweets on social media, Instagram, et cetera, things like that, that, you know, it could be for Joe Hart. And I was all up for it, but, I'm th- you know, if, if I'm looking at it through my head and thinking, he's going to be on far too much money to, to come to Derby.
1: Yeah, he's going to be on. He's going to be on a lot, a lot of money. Um, but also, I think it is a reasonable question to ask: why clubs? Every, everywhere he goes. I mean, at Burnley, he, he couldn't get in the team. Yeah. Um, Torino the Torino president said that he thought he would be better than what he is I mean that's pretty that's pretty upsetting it's harsh Uh, yeah yeah, he he said he didn't expect him to make the amount of errors that he had done and I think I think at Torino he was actually the goalkeeper responsible for the most errors leading to goals Um, yeah it's it's a fair question to ask why this keeps happening on a consistent basis and look this this isn't a one or two year blip I mean David De Gea now at a top level. You know, we're now starting to ask very real questions of his form. If, if, the, if it is form, or if this is now the keeper he is, I think that's a very fair question to ask of Joe Hart. Now, I get that he's a great name. He's a former England international, played at Man City, X, Y, and Z. That was then. What have you done right now? That is the goalkeeper you're getting. That is, and, 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 and This is why I don't agree that he would be a sensible long-term solution because you have ambition to get into the premier league well he's proven that he right now is not a very good premier league goalkeeper and he is at an age where you're you're not going to get resale value on him no and he's probably going to start sliding that way to me if you want if 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 you said you can have joe hart for one one year and it's just a free hit and you pay nothing and whatever happens happens you go yeah great awesome take him all day long but uh, to me it just doesn't seem like a smart building block move and I'm just one of the, I'm just one of those people that thinks his his powers are diminished now. Um, yeah. If he turns up and proves me wrong, and you know sees all the tweets that I've said about him and is this and and calls me <laughs> an X Y and Z, great, I'll I'll take that all day if he's keeping you know all adding DMs,
0: yeah. mate. That's what we're doing. He's, if
1: he's keeping twenty clean sheets in the league, I'll take it all day. But I mean, if he if he turns up and he makes similar mistakes to Keller Roos, then there's going to be some real iffy faces going around there. Just
0: quickly on these mistakes, they all seem to be the sort of you know the same you know, type of mistakes. We saw it with Scott Carson last season, we've seen it with Ruse this season, we've seen it with Hamer. Coming for the ball, you know, crosses, basic sort of goalkeeping <laughs> coaching that you need, you know. Do we do we do we think about questioning Shay Given and, and is he is he sort of bringing something to the table or
1: um I, or is it I'm just not- I'm not sure. I think, I honestly think Derby have just not been great at identifying goalkeeping talent. When I did the piece on Keller Roos and I spoke to some, some of his old coaches and, and old teammates, that was an issue with Keller all the way back when. So that's not a coaching issue. That, mm. At some point, that's a Keller issue. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hamel was the same at, at, at Huddersfield. Um, you know, again, at some point, it's not a coaching issue, it's a player issue. And, and some, sometimes those habits. Um, you know are, are just something that a player, a player will have and will always have um, so yeah I mean is it, is it fair to, to question Given I, I honestly haven't spent enough time around Shea Given and his coaching methods to be like it's all his fault um, yeah, yeah. And, and well, I don't, and I and I don't think that would be fair for me to to critique his work without seeing his work.
0: Yeah, but, you, you, but the thing is, you bring up a great point because there is, there has been talk across social media about is it given? You know, me included, I've said it. But what what you've brought there, you've said, well, you've spoke to you know coaches and, and former players of Kalaroo's. He's never been one to come and claim crosses, come and, you know particularly Commanders area very well. And you've just said you know the same about Hamer as well. So clearly then it's probably not a coaching issue within, with Shea Given. It is obviously, like, like, like you first point, out, perhaps it's a, it's a Derby character trait of not, you know, not sort of bringing the right you know, keeper in. I mean, if it was up to you, is there anybody that you'd sort of look at going, yeah, he, he might do a job? Or, you know, goalkeepers are a hard position to sort of pick <sighs> and do
1: that. Yeah, they're so difficult. And the problem is, in this system, it's not just a goalkeeper. You're basically looking at someone like Edison. Obviously, yeah. if they could get Edison, that would be great. Happy day. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're looking, you're looking at someone like Edison who essentially acts as the first defender, as a sweeper. They are so difficult to find. Um, and you're looking at one on a free transfer. I think Declan Rudd-Preston is out of contract at the end right. of this year. He's young enough as a goalkeeper. You know, he's, he's young enough yeah. and he's going to be free. Do you, do you bring him in and let him compete? I mean, you know, Preston had a, an okay defensive record, particularly through the first half of the season, I believe. Um, yeah, why, why not? In terms of on, on loan keepers, looking at someone like Martinez at Arsenal, who is at the minute their second choice, but Bird Leno, depending on his fitness, would he drop down to the championship? I, I wouldn't mind to see it. There's a young lad at, at Manchester United whose name escapes me. That's a great
0: um, shout, Martinez is.
1: That There's is a top your... I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind it at all. Now, that would be a bit of a stretch because, again, he's at Arsenal, a top yeah. club. But if it's a case of... Um, I know at the minute Arsenal have got a, I've got a young lad. Ooh, was, he's, in my, he's in my notepad somewhere. I'll have to find it for you after. But Arsenal have got a young lad that they're very high on at the moment, um, which would mean if Martinez is a, is a make would he mind dropping down a division? Um, I'm not so sure. I, I said Michel Vaughan in a piece about free transfers. Now... That was me trying to think less about how I think football works, and me trying to think about how football actually works. I disagree with you on that one about form as well. Um, <laughs> and I did I didn't, I didn't agree with myself one hundred percent. But it was like, look, the, Koku knows him. Um, he's going to be thirty-seven, a massive problem. Um, but Koku knows him. They, they, he coached him at international level um, at Swansea. He was mightily impressive, and he's done okay at Spurs, and he'll be free. Um, and coming from being Dutch, he'll at least have some understanding of the ideals that Cocker is trying to implicate uh, in, um, in part. Yeah. Um, that was just me thinking. Do Do I like it? Not particularly. Could I see it? Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, it 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 is a tough one. Also, Scott Carson is still a Derby player. <laughs> well, yeah. Um,
0: but, I mean there was rumours, weren't there, um, regarding him potentially going back to Man City to see his contract out, weren't there?
1: Yeah, I think my understanding is both parties are pretty happy to do that as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, look, if they, if they could get um, Rudd from Preston, if he doesn't re-up, then great. Um, if they could get Martinez or the young United lad on loan, then that would be great. And Michel Vaughan, I mean, I don't like it myself. But could I see it happening? Yeah, I could see it happening. Um Asmi Begovic is an interesting one. In January there were some links yeah. there and they weren't they weren't not not true. Um but the the link weren't as concrete as it was as it was made out to to sort of be. Um but they so were we free there, Rams are out of podcast fans. They were, they were, I think I think I think I reported it in January, sorry, mate. <laughs> Yeah.
0: You, um. Yeah, there
1: was. There was. There yeah, was. Um. So yeah, our understanding at the time was that if any deal was going to be, it was going to be a loan. And at the time, Darby already had Hamer, who wasn't who wasn't playing. Or was he? Yeah, he was between the sticks at the time. Yeah. Um. So it was kind of like, well, why bring in another keeper on loan when we've got this keeper on loan? It wouldn't have made any sense. So yeah, maybe they take another look at Asmir at Asmi Begovic. Um. So yeah, they they're they're the keepers that I. That I like, that I think you could get and that f- you have been connected with. Yeah. Um I-, I would expect a lot of goalkeeper rumours to be flying around Derby come well, we're in summer, but come the transfer window being uh, being open. Yeah. We've,
0: we've we've totally digressed from what we're talking about. We've gone from forest uh, to Keeper. <laughs> keep it. So, but, so
1: hey, so things, so things Derby mate, who it cares, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, anyway, going back to the forest game though. So we're saying it probably was there was a there was multiple personnel we could say that were, were at fault for the goal but I mean other than that um, I think Derby struggled to create anything you, you obviously mentioned that I think Max Bird probably had our best chance um, especially I think yeah, it was the second half and Louis Sibley got, he, he got down to the byline pulled it back and Bird just couldn't get out of his feet um, I, think, I think Bird because he's naturally left
1: footed yeah, sorry I, I was going to say I think Bird because he's naturally a foot. He tried to get it on his left when actually he should have just hit it with his right first yeah. time but
0: but watching that back, if it, when he obviously he got it caught under his feet, rather than shooting, he had Sibley and Martin screaming at him on it free mm. on his right hand side from about eight yards out. And you think he just find it, but obviously in that moment when you're a young player against your local rivals, you you you're, you're what 12 yeah, ten twelve yards from goal. Your first instinct is that I'm going to put this in the corner, but yeah. But over that, we've we just struggled. Like, like we said, we struggled to break them down. They probably should have won that maybe 2 or 3 nil. I think Grabham missed a sit from eight
1: yards out. He, he missed two. Grabham yes. missed two. Very good chances. Thiago Silva hit the post. Uh, Hamer, Hamer made another save down in the corner from Lolly. From, from Lolly. I mean, honestly, mate, to say it could have been two would have been kind. It could have been four or five. Nathan as well. For, Forrest carved you open.
0: They did. Uh, we, we, they, were just, they were the better team on the day. Um, you know, and you've got a point go, There'll be a lot of you listening going What is John about? That's it I'm turning them off now No, they were the better team, we've got to accept that But, cometh the hour cometh the man The wardrobe, Chris Martin <laughs> Finally After, is it 14 games I think it 14 is
1: 14 games 14. games his
0: first goal against Nottingham Forest and he probably knew nothing about it but it doesn't matter because it was all important you know off his back neck or shoulder something like that from about two yards out and yeah the crowd at home would have gone wild I'm sure there was if there was some in the in the stayed in the stadium I'm sure they would have gone nuts Ryan what was your reaction were you going nuts or <laughs>
1: <What? No. laughs> I'll tell you what the reaction was it was very strange because Obviously, when that happens, is it, every you know, Forrester are appealing, it's no goal. Derby are appealing, it's a goal. Forrest bench is screaming, no goal. The Derby bench is, is up in arms and everyone in the press is just sort of going like that uh, and panicking, like, you know, Nico is deleting, you know, hundreds of words <laughs> from, to, to completely reach... Changing his player ratings his, and everything. Is To completely restructure the match report that he's that he's done on Derby losing 1-0. He's just completely obliterated that. So he's unhappy. And I'm just kind of... Uh, uh, and I tell you what, the tweet that I sent out, which just sort of says go Whitaker off," I was halfway through composing something, a, a tweet, um, and I think I think I had like Morgan Whitaker takes off as something like like that. I think it, I think I was tweeting about the free kick and about it being the last chance. Yeah. But by the time. I was like, well, all right. I need to now watch this because if it goes in, I need to know what's happened. Yeah. So by the time the goal had been given, I was trying to delete it and eventually just thought, sod it, and just yeah, yeah. mashing the keyboard <laughs> and send it. Because there's just this this sense of urgency that you get from everyone and everyone around you is looking and everyone in the press box is going, who, who crossed it? Who knocked it in? Who was at the other end? Was it Forsyth? Who was the key? who was the defender he was around? And you just sort of your mind is just sort of spinning as. So yeah, it was. It was a very strange, a very strange reaction. Um, it took a little while to, it t- things like that take a little while to sort of be like, what what actually just happened? You know, you see that you you see the ball in the back of the net and the players run off and you just sort of sat there thinking, But what actually happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: it was a scramble. <laughs> I mean, I remember watching it. I had uh, I had uh, I was with my nephew and you know we saw it with. But the thing was, though, if you go back to the free kick, there was no need to commit that free kick. You know, um, Samba had the ball, you know, at his feet, and Wall just took out Whitaker from, you know, he must have been forty yards away. No need for it. And then obviously Rooney steps up. You're thinking, if you're going to need one good ball, give it now. He mm-hmm. does. Samba flaps. Evans, I think it is, keeps it in play. It comes off Matty Cash, and then obviously Martin bundles it home. Now, when it, on first look. Oh, me and my nephew were jumping up that's a goal and we thought oh he's not giving it and then it was like no it is a goal and he gave it so it was just mass hysteria you're thinking right oh, we've done it i can't believe it
1: i'll i'll, I'll be honest I, I didn't think it went over the line now obviously the ref has go wristwatch technology so we know it did it doesn't matter what but on first glance i'm i'm sat there thinking he's not going to give that just the just the the, the 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 awful journalist in me was like he's not going to give that, and then the whistle's going to blow, and I'm going to get to am going to get to ask an incredibly pissed off Philip Hocku. So Philip, <laughs> what what about the goal that wasn't given? <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I mean, we, you you tweeted out how Forest camp felt. Now, how, how was that? What was that tweet say? What did that tweet say? Well, that,
1: yeah, that was that was as, as they were because basically the the away teams at Pride Park, they come out through a tunnel. A, a separate, uh, so they don't come out through the actual tunnel. They come out through one of like the confectionery, uh, <laughs> you know, cog concourse exits. Yeah, they yeah. come out through one, of, and they, it's right beside where where we sit as, as the press, where I where I've been sit for the last couple of times, just off to the to the right. Um, and as they went down the, the tunnel, we heard some shouting and screaming, and then we sort of looked round, and then we just heard someone went and fucked it, and then just <laughs> a bang, which we which we assume was the forest dressing room door. well um, that. A, a, I got it on good authority that that shouting match went on for a good while amongst the forest ranks. They were not happy. They, they were not happy at how they uh, how they threw that lead away at, at all. They were they were furious with themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you got to you got to interview Big Phil afterwards. I mean, what was his reaction like? I, I, I guess he was. We saw. We you know, the replays on uh from his celebration, we saw them on Sky and he was <laughs> I he,
1: saw he, that. I saw he, it he was sort like, so, like go, what no, no and he, he looked like, he looked like a kid that had just unwrapped his bike at Christmas.
0: You know what? He got absolutely slaughtered by some of our fans at the start of the season because he shows no emotion. You know, and sure. that was the that was a side of Philip Koku that I don't think any Derby County fan has seen this season.
1: The most animated I remember him being was the Birmingham game after the driving incident when you win. And at full time, you know, he's double fist pumping and giving it the big one. But that was the most animated i would seen. Funnily enough, though, he was a bit annoyed at the press conference. He was annoyed. And he said it himself, you know, um, uh, 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 did I ask him? One of us asked him, you know, you've you've snatched a point after going one nil down and you're back against the wall. Yeah. You're like, yeah, we snatched a point and that's great. But I'm annoyed. Why do we have to go one nil down to, to react? Um it was, it was yeah, he was. He was he was very he was very happy that you got a that you that they got a point. He was very annoyed that that they didn't play well. He was very annoyed that there was a lack of urgency. He was annoyed that again they had to go one nil down. Um and he was a little bit annoyed at I don't. I think he was more annoyed at the situation because it now meant that he was, a, you know, they're another man light and when they can ill afford to be. Um, yeah. it, should be noted, it should be noted that after the game, after everyone had gone apart from just a couple of press members, um, Wagon and, and Koku were in the dugout and, and, you know, it looks like Wagon's trying to explain what, what's going on and, and Philip yeah. just stood there and he's listening and he's nodding. And then it ends with Philip just giving him a nice pat on the back and, and they go down the tunnel together. And you just think, like, yeah, because... You know, you know why will be upset. So there's no need to dig him out. He <clears throat> will be devastated it. So he was annoyed at the lack of bodies that he's now going to have available to him, particularly on the wings. He was annoyed that they had to go one nil down to react. He was annoyed that it took them so long to start playing. But he was, he was happy with the point. And, and critically, he was like, "We're unbeaten in six. Um, yeah. You know, and we and we and we move on."
0: Yeah, so, I mean, you brought up... I was going to bring that wag, up, uh, Waggon, because obviously we didn't talk about that, but... So, Waggon, then, without him... Was it a red card, do you think? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah I think it was. I,
1: th- Look, I think, if, if we're honest, it's, it is a bad challenge. It's not a red miss challenge. No, because I think what actually really happened is... times he, it.
0: Yeah, he goes for the ball as well, but I think Whitaker puts a foot in mm. and just knocks the ball away, but... Yeah, yeah, you know, he I didn't mean, and it was quite interesting. You mentioned obviously the dugout because um, on on Radio Derby afterwards, Ed Dawes was sort of mentioning that and just sort of looking at the reaction. And you both said the same thing. It, it just looked like it was, a, you know, a, a, a civil conversation think... about it, and that, that's fair enough. But obviously, we we lost Lawrence for a fight against Reddin. Uh, you know, at the end at the end of the game against Reddin.
1: Yeah. But
0: again, I think you brought it up on your digest that day that if someone's got your own, their hands around your throat.
1: Yeah, and, like, look, I, 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 can, I can see both sides. Like, I, I spoke as if it was me personally, because if that was me, if, that, if, if someone would have done that to me, then, yeah, I'd, I, I mean, I'd have gone in for a sum as well, do you know what I mean? And I think the, the problem – and I just tried to keep it real, because I think the problem that we have is a lot of people criticise Lawrence for that, but a lot of people would have also done what Lawrence did, and that was yeah. the big issue that I had. Uh, uh, you know, look, let's be real you know, we've, we've all – we'll have all had situations like that out and about when you're out with your mates having a drink or whatever it is, when, you know, it, it gets a little heated and, you know, sometimes the more sensible one drags back and, and sometimes you get in a bit of a scuffle. Should you do it? No, you shouldn't. Can you understand why you get into it? Yeah, you can. So long as, you know, it it, uh, it it doesn't escalate too far. And I think I was just trying to keep it real. That was all I like, look. Should he have walked away? Of course he should have walked away. Do I understand why he didn't? I understand why he didn't. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, He's going to miss, he's back for the Brentford game, which is uh, a, a good thing for them. Now they're going to miss Waggy for, for three games. Um, I'm not sure what Koku does, and I'm honest with you out wide. I, I, like, um, I, I like both Knight and, and Holmes. The work rate is exemplary. Um, defensively, I think Dwayne Holmes' defensive work is, is overlooked. Um, he's, he's very, very good. In, in fact, so much so that they actually swapped him and put him on the left.
0: Yes, uh, I noticed that. I think because F- Forsyth was struggling with Cash and Lolly, weren't he?
1: Yeah, he was, and they put and they put Holmes on the left to deal with that threat, and they were much better at doing it once Holmes went out on that side. Um, I actually thought attacking wise, we were a lot better as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think so. I think I think that was a byproduct of basically the basically on that left side or the Forrest's right side them. Respecting the defensive attributes that Holmes had, and basically just meant that Cash just could, couldn't keep running free, which yeah. meant he kept him pinned back, and therefore it meant that Derby had a bit more space to operate in. Yeah. But but they are a bit ponderous. And, they, and this isn't a critique, they're not natural wingers. No, no, no. That isn't the position that, that they are um, conditioned to play. They're not natural wingers. Um, I kinda I kinda think I kind of think just a little bit. I kind of think that you might see Florian Joseph soon. I I would You know what? I
0: would go with that. I was quite happy when he got brought on. Um, I just thought, right, you've got no pressure on you. All your teammates big you up. Let's go see it. Don't mind if you make a mistake now because you're not going to have 28,000 Derby fans
1: yelling at you, calling you shit. (laughs) They're not. Just go and do what you can do. And And, and by all accounts, he was excellent in the two behind-closed-doors games against Stoke before Derby. So, you know there's a talent in there there's a, there's a talented player in there um, but I think for natural winger purposes I, I think uh, I have a feeling that we might see him in place of Knight I, personally in my head I think he might stick Holmes on the left and pop Florian on the, on the right against West Brom Very
0: interesting that brings on to West Brom quite nicely that does so obviously West Brom then uh, again looking for them automatic spots won the last two games uh, since come back but they lost no, they drew. They? they drew. They drew and lost before that. Mm. Can we? Can we do it? Can we? Can we get a result without Waggon, without Lawrence? Can we go to West Brom and get something? Because we we'll talk about playoffs. Obviously, we were a point away before the weekend's fixtures. Now, obviously, with the point against Forest and Cardiff winning, we are now three. Mm. I said on Friday night against uh, – on Radio Derby, I said on Friday night that I think the Cardiff game is going to be probably more important than the Forest game because that is a, big, that is a massive six-pointer. But we've yes, got to course, get there almost first. Certainly.
1: Yeah, almost certainly. Um, I mean, the thing about this West Brom team is they'll give you chances. You know, they're going to be missing Hegarzi as well. He got sent off against Hull. Um, they're going to be missing him. That's a big, big miss. He's a big centre half for them, you know, figuratively and literally. He's massive. <laughs> um, you know, so he's going to be a miss. Um, the thing about Forests, uh, sorry, Forest West Brom's midfield is um, they're pretty soft. Mm. They, they, you know, they'll they have sort of three creators in there um, and don't really have someone who is as willing to track back. I think and, and stick yeah. on a on, on a on a marker. You know, they've got. Um, uh, Jake Livermore um, Sawyers and uh, is it, is it Kro- Krovinovich Krovinovich um, in there and, and they're they're good but they will allow you to play through them um, yeah. and I think if if there's ever a game where you need your centre of midfield to get back on track this is the game particularly with your issues out wide at the moment um, so yeah uh, this will be a tough game but I, 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 West Brom will present Derby chances to score It's if Derby can take them and then obviously fall back on what they, uh, what they do in terms of locking it up in the final, in the final 20. Um, I, but, you know, West Brom is second for a reason where uh, Slavin Bilic is a, is a very good manager. Yes. Um, look, I, I've, said, I've said Derby needs seven of nine from this week and I've said I also don't think they'll get it. Um, <laughs> you also said you reckon we'll finish 10th as well I mean when you look at 10 <laughs> point, point, points wise like they're not that far off uh, but, on. But, but, but also if if, they, if, <laughs> if I, I could I could sort of double dip here because if 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 they lose their next two, and I am also I'm definitely not campaigning for that by the way, but if they lose their next two, they drop significantly, so I'd be right. You know, this is a tricky week where I thought they'd slip up and I'd be right, and I could be right on both counts. So you know, I'll I'll either look like an absolute smart arse or my mentions will be terrific <laughs> for the next week. Um, In my last podcast I, brought, <laughs> I was with Richard Cusack and I brought
0: this up and he said to him, Temple We'll have him. <laughs> we'll have him for that.
1: Well, you know my feelings towards Richard Cusack <laughs> Yeah,
0: no, because obviously I think at the time I think it was it was on the Radio Derby, weren't it? I think you said I think uh, did Ed say? N- yeah, and Nico said
1: ninth. Yeah, Nico said ninth. But I think that the and I think the problem we not the issue, but the thing we all looked at within that was this week, and I think we all sort of said the similar things of this is the acid test. Yeah, and these are you know Derby. Are, Seventh, they've done incredibly well to to climb up that table. But these are these are quality, op, you know, real quality opposition that they're going up against. And this is, if they beat them, then fair enough. But if they don't, you have to look at the squad and go, this is what we have to get to next year. Yeah. that is the that is the quality of opposition, the the quality of team that we have to be next year. Um, so yeah. I think they'll draw personally because I think West Brom are good enough to score them themselves um, but they will give you chances. It, it wouldn't surprise me if it became an entertaining 2-2. Um,
0: There's Ryan's prediction there. 2-2 draw for West Brom. Wow. Well, I mean, oh, you're dumbing. I don't even know what to... <laughs> oh, because it was a bit... To be honest, I thought it was a bit of a dull one-all at the, at the start of the season. You know, we should be pre- Probably should have won that game, though, in fairness. You know, Waggon missed a penalty. Mm. So, yeah, no. It, I remember
1: Lawrence had a late chance as well where he, he sort of did – he, did he lash it wide? Did he take a touch too many? I remember he, he sort of twinkled toes his way into the box very late on um, and should have done better with the opportunity presented to him. Um, yeah, it was, it was an interesting game the first time around because they actually matched up in shape. Yeah which often leads to a boring game. And lo and behold, it led to quite a boring game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, yeah that, was, that, was a, that was an interesting... I mean, if it's like that again, you know, two, two points out of six doesn't look great. But when you consider the opposition, all right. Yeah. Um, but then again, if, look, if you draw, the playoffs are out of your hands pretty much. It's a, if, if Cardiff yeah. win, it's as simple as that at that point, um, which heaps the, the pressure on. You need to win, and I don't think you will. I think you'll we'll draw. Um, but I wouldn't be bowled over if you did win. <laughs> I just, I just, you know, I, just, I, just think, I just, think this West Brom team is, is a very good team. They're second. They're a very yeah, good team. They're there for
0: a reason. and
1: Yeah, exactly. Slavin Bilic is an excellent manager.
0: Yeah, and I think this is going to be the first time that Leeds are going to be supporting Derby this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, because mate. The, the emotions, the conflicting emotions. For, it's for tough, the isn't fans. it?
0: Because... Brentford are the ones to watch for me. Um, mm. They are they are coming and they are coming like a train at the moment. You know, mm. for me, I think they're probably second best team in the league behind. Yes, behind Leeds. Leeds are a good side. If they had a decent striker, they would have walked this league. You know, if if Patrick Bamford needed less than ten shots to find a goal, they would have walked. This I mean-
1: Leeds, Leeds had a decent striker and, and Marcelo Bielsa didn't deem him sort of Bielsa ready in, in Eddie and And um, Yes. You know, is it Augustin, the, the striker that they, they brought in there from Marby Leipzig? Um, yeah. He's, he's a very good striker. And he's not had a look in.
0: He I was think, in the, the 23s game, I'm sure he was. Yeah, uh, I think
1: Bielsa, Bielsa just trusts Bamford. He trusts him to execute his pressing methods yeah. from the front. Um, And I think he believes that even if Bamford misses three chances, Leeds will create four, and he will put one away. Yeah. Um, I personally think that's naive, um, but what do I know? He's one of the most respected managers in the game, so maybe shut up, Ryan. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think if if Leeds had a clinical striker, you're right, they would they would waltz this league. Um, Brentford, on the other hand, do have a clinical striker. He's Oli Watkins, and I love him. Yeah.
0: Uh, and he, it leaves He's a sour wondering. taste in most Rams fans' mouths that we missed out on him because he, well, he up, didn't he? And he said that you know that there was there was a deal on the table, but uh,
1: uh, was there uh, was there not reports that Exeter? Exeter he came from Exeter, that, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That they had suddenly upped the price for him, and Derby weren't willing to match it. Now, yes. it's a strange one, isn't it? Because on the one hand, you sort of go, well, it, it's in that period where Derby were just throwing money at everything. Yes. On the one hand, you go, well, you threw money at everything. Why not throw money at this? But on the other hand, you kind of look at the state of play now and think, well, yes, yeah, so we had to stop throwing money somewhere. <laughs>
0: oh, gosh, yeah. Um,
1: and there was also no telling that Watkins would develop into this player. He um, it was, it was the right player at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, almost. I mean, if it goes through now
0: and you've got Philip Cocky there, you'd think, right, well, yeah. Let's get yeah. it. We'll pay. We'll pay. We'll pay the. I think it was five million. That they they decided they wanted him for, and it should have been yeah. about two and a half or something like that. But yeah, and I think I think at, at that point we, we didn't have a manager that was going to develop young players. Mm. You know, if you, if you like. So
1: yeah, no, I think right he, he, player. He fits like. into that Brentford system so well as well. He play, and I mean, he'll play as a nine or he'll play on the left as an inside forward. He models his game after Henri, and it boy does it show. Yeah, um, it's, it, it's it's not just. The, the plane is a nine or, or out wide, obviously, where Henry could, could split between the two. It's, it's the subtle movement, the, the, the feinting to go one way before then drifting and moving back and just creating a little pocket of space. It's, it's the dribbling technique. It's the death touches. It's the, it's the lethal finishing at times. It is, I mean, I, I believe we reported, the Athletic reported um, from Dom Fifield that his release clause is 18 million. Um, now... Cheap. Now, uh, uh, in this economy, in this environment, a Premier League team—if Brentford don't go up, a Premier League team will look at that and yes. think, "Yeah, we'll we'll have a bit of that." Um, he's he's magnificent at this level. He's so good.
0: Oh yeah, without doubt, and you know, and the thing is, I think that's where Brentford—you know—this season they they could be. I like to call it Ajax um, because I think the Premier League teams will be on the hunt for quite a few of their players
1: hmm. because yeah. they,
0: they've got plenty of good, you know, good good, players in that team.
1: And that's the pressure for them to go up. If they don't, they're now fighting against the tide to keep hold of those players. Um, so the pressure is to go. Uh, Brentford have been the best team I've seen live this, this season that Derby have played. Yeah. Um, and, and even that was way early in the season. But they, they've been the best opponents for me that Derby have played. They were Utterly ruthless and honestly, like just remembering that game, it, it honestly could have been seven yeah. nil. They were they were just magnificent. They cut Derby to absolute shreds on the counter attack. Um, it was it was, a, it, it was a, it, it was a pleasure to watch. It really was yeah. a pleasure to watch them play football because they, they were brilliant. I mean, I, I've watched it back, and there
0: was times where they made us look like nothing but a Sunday League team.
1: Yeah, they they were excellent. I mean we
0: were, yeah, it, we would trip but they were <laughs> yeah even if we were half as good as that they still would have they still would have walked all over us because they were something else
1: really yeah were. and that and that always sticks in my mind for for the game at the weekend because i think if, if they turn up and they play like that not sure you know i'm not i'm mm. not sure it'll be it'll be a better game because this derby team is much better yes but, but you you sort of think but this brentford team is very very good um that would be that would be my concern. My, my, my big concern isn't West Brom. as If I'm a Derby fan, my big concern is Brentford because um, that, is, that is a very, very good team. Um, yes. and, and again, they'll be a team, they probably won't be as rigid as, as Forrest, but they'll be a team that just go, have the ball. Dude, you don't worry, you have the ball and, we're, and, we're, and we'll just sit behind here. And when, and when you give it up, boy, get ready for speed um, yeah, because yeah. That's, that's what they do. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Max Lowe starts in that game I was, I was just
0: about to bring this up, actually, because we've seen, um, again, the switch between Fozzie and Max Lowe. Um, and for me, uh, on, obviously, it was uh, Forsyth who started against Forest. I, I think it should have been Max Lowe, personally. Um, so, on that, what's your team, then, for West Brom? Uh,
1: I mean, at this stage... Goalkeeper, I'm probably going to say Keller at this stage, to be honest. Heads tails, mate. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to say Keller at this stage for all the reasons we outlined earlier in the show. Um, right back, Jaden. Um, right sided centre half, uh, George Evans, who has been very, very was, good. Yes, I've been year. very.
0: I was a bit when he because obviously he was a, he had to come in um, mm-hmm. following the, the 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 for the Preston game following obviously what happened to to Andre. Um, and I was a bit, oh, what we're we doing? Because I think everyone just went, yeah, with Davis that comes in.
1: Yeah, I and honestly I assume that as well. But uh, do you know what?
0: He's he just went about his business, and he was very good. Very, yeah, very he was. Um, he was. He was very good. Again at the weekend, um, passing wise, it, again he was a bit. You know, his, his passing range wasn't. It was a bit off. But again, I think. That we've got to give credit to the forest defence, but he, and there was that one as well. He had a bit of a bit of a howler where he decided to knock it out for a corner. Yeah, that
1: was very strange. But it, it made I made up for I'm, all of that
0: because that tackle on is it Mayton,
1: Mayton? Yes, Mayton. That was oh. an outstanding piece of defending. Again, another one where it should be game over, but that really was an outstanding piece of defending. But yeah, so I'm going with Evans as the right side centre half. Matt Clark basically writes his name in the team yeah, every cool. week. Um, left back against West Brom, I probably am going to go Max Lowe. And I'll be honest, I, I, I haven't been too convinced by Forsyth. Now I said in the Millwall game that he had an off day and I, and I gave pretty much the entire team the benefit of the doubt because, you know, football for three months. Yeah, But I still think he's continued to, to, to struggle a little bit. Um, he's got a really good cross and defensively, yeah, he is better than Lowe. I don't think there's any dispute in that. Yeah. Um, but, he, but he has, but he, has had his, uh, he has had his struggles since the, since the restart. And I think if you're now down your two primary wide men, you sort of think, can my full backs offer a little bit more? And I think Lowe, I think his energy, I think he can just head up and down the park a little bit with a little bit more urgency. It's yeah. not a knock against Craig. He's had three ACLs. You know, I think that's just making the most out of your personnel. Uh, Rooney, Bird, speak for themselves. Yeah. Um, on the right, if if this happens, please don't embarrass me. But on, the right, on don't embarrass me, Florian. If this happens, but on the right, I'm going to go Joseph soon. I think,
0: Bye, guy. There's I a think, virtual fist pump coming in now, mate.
1: I think Jason struggled a little bit against yeah. Forrest. And again, you know, this isn't to to criticise Jason. He's done excellent in his first year. Um, but I've got to be fair and I, I think he struggled a little bit defensively I thought he was late to a couple of bits and mm. um, you know and, and I thought going forward he didn't he just doesn't have the directness of a winger because he's not a winger and that's exactly. fine exactly. and that's fine um, so yeah I'm probably going to go Florian on the right so I can pop Dwayne on the on, on the left um, I mean you sort of scratch red and go he doesn't play there no he doesn't but you kind of have to deal with the, the hand you're dealt with. I, I, I can't remember who I actually said this to, but I actually wouldn't mind seeing um, Morgan start on the left. Um, look, worst comes to worst, I, I don't think Whitaker can operate on five minutes here, 10 minutes there, 20 minutes when no, 2-0 no down against Hull. He needs minutes. What I propose to flip it the other way is, if like, look, if you're going to, not waste, but if you're going to use a sub to bring him on for three minutes... Give him forty-five. You now have five subs. Give him forty. If he sucks, you know that's harsh. But if he's not good after forty-five yeah. minutes, take him off. Worked fine for Max Bird. Um, Jason Knight has had this, uh, the same treatment, I believe, this season. But I think he needs to start. I wouldn't hate Morgan starting um, and Chris Martin up, up front. Um, that that's the that's the team I'd I'd go with. That's that's yeah. It's a tough
0: call, isn't it? Especially when you've yeah. got Lawrence and Lawrence and Wagon out. You're thinking, oh, it's two key players there. You know what's been nice though is to see Hector Ingham on the bench and to see
1: your boy on the bench. Hector Ingram Brown has been on the bench. Jordan Brown has been on the bench. Um it's good. And I think again, you know, um, I think every fan needs to give Philip Cocker the benefit of the doubt that he kind of knows what he's doing because his track record this season has been wonderful. Oh, with yeah. Bird, Knight, um Whitaker, I don't I don't agree on, but also this is probably for another episode, but there are reasons that his transition has been trickier. A lot of reasons why his transition has been trickier. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they're not personal. They're, they're just a lot of deep tactical reasons that yeah, we yeah, yeah, get yeah. into another time. Um, so yeah, but Bird, Knight, Sibley, re- look, his record's exemplary. So if, if Hector England gets on the bench and he just goes, you know, just take it all in, take it all in. Brown gets on the bench, take it all in, take it all in. Um, yeah, that's good. That's good for everybody. Uh, it makes the young lads feel like a real part of the first team. Um, you know, it gives the academy lads behind them a chance to look and think, yeah, that they're getting on the bench. That could be me. That could be me. Keeps the experienced lads in the squad on their toes because they're suddenly thinking, yeah. who's, this your, who's this young lion snapping at my yeah. It's just good for everybody. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 in, I'm encouraged by it. And, again, you know, I, I, I would trust. Phillips usage of, of those of those young players. You know, I would I would kinda like to see Derby batter someone so it's done after seventy minutes and, and he could throw Hector Ingram on. Cause I I really want to get a look at him in, in the first team. Yeah, of uh, course. That that would that would be great. And if you want to do that, Derby, that yeah. would be great. You go ahead you go ahead and, and have this game out of sight 3-4-0 after seventy minutes, and I will take that all day and then throw the, the young lads on. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it, it is it is interesting the how he you know he just dips them in and out.
0: Yeah. And just to end then, I'm going to, there was your piece on Max Bird that you did, uh, your your interview with him. And he stated that at the start of the season, the players were finding it very hard to cope with his training methods. However, now they seem to have got to to grips with that. We are now seeing the benefits of Philip Koku's training uh, methods. And I think this is what where it becomes now where we need to keep a manager in for more than a year <laughs> to get some consistency. I I just feel, you know, playoffs, yes, they are doable. Will it be right to go up? Probably not. Would you refuse going up? Definitely not. But, yeah. you know, if we stay down and next season, you know, we keep this, you know, we keep as many bodies as we can in. Um then I think that we're going to absolutely nail it next season because everybody be used to Kaku's methods. Kaku's had a year now in the championship, um, and I think you know we we can if we don't get promoted this season, we don't matter. You know, mm. December we were I think we were five was it five six points off the bottom.
1: Yeah, you were you were <laughs> six, you were six points off the bottom, um, which was a concern.
0: Exactly. <laughs> Who would have thought that in you know what? Uh, seven, Well I guess six months time But whatever um, We're going to be talking about Playoffs no Yeah,
1: way. So yeah. I and, think- and again I, I, I tweeted that With the graphic of the table Out like if, if After Boxing Day's draw against Wigan I said to every Derby fan Don't worry about it Your playoff destiny Will be in your hands With five games to go You'd be like Yeah I'll take that Yeah yeah Absolutely Look whether Honestly I think it's a free shot If I'm honest Because of where you were Massively I, I honestly think like If you finish 10th then yeah, it's so. You finish seventh, eighth, ninth outside of the playoffs, whatever. Yeah, it sucks. That sucks. But as year one of projects go, with everything in context around it, you go, yeah, that's, that's really good, actually. That's really, really, really good. The Max Bird interview was interesting when he mentioned that because um, he, he said, you know, that they really did struggle with, it, with his methods and they, and they really didn't, at one point, they were really like, we're not going to be able to do this because he was, he was packing them in in, in really tight triangles and squares, it was one touch, two touch, ball gone, ball gone. If the ball even lifted the ground, Kaku was blowing his whistle, stopping the drill dead. That was, you start, you that start was the again.
0: whole team then, not just the young lads.
1: That was everyone. That was everybody. That, that was the squad. Um, wow. Now, I, I'm just going to tease here. I've got a massive tactics piece on, on Philip Kaku coming up um, next month. Um, I'm just going to tease that, and it and it and it really is a big, in-depth, full-throttle, conceptual tactics piece. Um, Because you call it cockoo Ball, but there's actually um, they've they've had another word for it for years. It's called Total Football. Um, (laughs) And and there are there are there are and again just it there are there are a lot of concepts that he is using from that school, and I've got a massive tactics read coming up on it on it next month. Yeah, not really, not not easy to try and play total football. But if he's going to try and do it, then it's going to take a while. But uh, yeah, so you can look forward to to that, you readers of The Athletic. Thank you. Look at him plugging. away, (laughs) eh? Listen, you you want me to plug anything at work, you tell me I'll go plug your stuff at work, my guy. That's fine, mate. That's
0: fine. Well, in (laughs) fairness, mate, a lot of of Twitter users are, are, are definitely wanting to read The Athletic because... Obviously, as a subscriber myself, I got gifted. I was allowed to give five people a gift, and my inbox went crazy. <laughs> they had gone in about 10 minutes. So. Listen,
1: listen, man, I should thank you for that, actually, because you started it, and by the end of the day, I think we'd given away about 50 guest passes because everyone then jumped on the bandwagon and was atting me and was saying, oh, I've got five, oh, I've got five. And by the end of it, we'd given away 50, which was just absolutely incredible. Um, so, okay. yeah, I would, I, would like to, I would like to thank you for that. I don't know if they pay you, uh, they, don't pay, they, they didn't give me any cash to send on to you, so just a that thank sucks, you I can give you. You need to go <laughs> and have a word mate, say so, look, look, he's giving you free stuff. Listen, my, my own podcast first, then we'll get on to your money. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this one? <laughs> well, if, no. you, if you want to be part of the Athletic, I'll try and make that happen and we'll get Rams right around the Athletic, mate. Spot on. That's fine <laughs> with
0: me, that's fine with me. That's brilliant. Anyway, what 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 a pleasing way to end the show, Ryan plugging his uh, next tactical piece, you know. So I am now gonna, you know, Ryan's now gonna get me a job at the, the Athletic. So that is that's incredible as well. So all in all, happy days. We've got West Brom Wednesday night. We've got Brentford Saturday. It's going to be one heck of a week. So thank you, Ryan, for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Um, pleasure's all mine,
1: my guy. The pleasure's all mine. Thank you for having me.
0: If you guys are not following Ryan, and you should be, his Twitter handle is... It's at RJConway92. And if you're not following me, which I'm sure most of you are, it's at RamsRyter. You can also find me on Facebook under the RamsRyter podcast, and I'm also on Instagram at the underscore RamsRyter underscore podcast. So thank you so much for listening. Unfortunately, um, we obviously did plan to have Dash Elbaugh, for one reason, for, for you know, obviously personal reasons, he's not come on, which is fine. We both wish uh, Andre all the best. Um, absolutely, you know, absolutely, we, we me and Ryan have both spoke to Dash. He said he's, he's doing good, you know, as, um, as he can be, I suppose. So, fingers crossed, he will be back on the, on the pitch as soon as possible. But anyway, guys, thank you as always for listening. For those that take part, it's been absolutely wonderful. Um, and I shall see you next time. And as always, come on, Derby
1: best watch it how that fight